Today's insect is so special that it's the only member in its genus, and its uniqueness goes beyond appearance. Welcome to episode 75 of Insects for Fun, the entomology podcast that also dabbles with other arthropods. I'm your host, Mitchell Logan, and today we're talking about harlequin beetles. Harlequin beetles are incredibly large longhorn beetles in the family Cerambicidae. But as I mentioned earlier, they are so unique that no other longhorn beetle can be placed near them on the family tree. This makes them the only species in the genus Acrocynus. But what exactly makes them so special? Well, at first glance, you'll notice something incredibly odd. Those massive two front legs. Harlequin beetles have front legs that can reach a length of 6 inches, or 15.24 centimeters. And yes, it's only the forelegs. The others are quite normal when compared to the body. And speaking of, the total length for one of these monsters is 3 inches or 7.6 centimeters. So now I think you understand just how odd these insects look. And if having extremely long arms wasn't enough, the patterns seen on these beetles really make them stand out. Imagine a large beetle sporting 70s-era Hot Wheels flames overlaying a black base coat. I honestly recommend everyone here to either Google them or support the Instagram and or Facebook page where I post pictures of everything we talk about. If you're hoping to find one in real life, you'll have to come to the Americas, because these beetles can only be found from Mexico down into South America. As far as their colors go, both the males and females are striking. But the males are the only ones to have extremely long legs. Don't get me wrong, the female beetles also have long front legs, just not to the same extent. The reason for males having extra long legs is… You guessed it, fighting other males. I really wish there was another reason, but unfortunately nature just loves seeing dudes throwing other dudes off of trees. Which brings me to how these beetles actually use those monstrous appendages. The males only use these long legs to trip and flip over other males or remove them entirely off of trees, specifically trees that make for great egg-laying sites. You see, when it comes to finding mates for harlequin beetles, it's all about the territory. Female beetles like to use freshly fallen or fallen trees that are still relatively fresh talk about a tongue twister. They can actually find fallen trees within a couple hours after they fall, by picking up the scent of fresh sap. Males will guard these territories 24-7 until they've secured a female, but the girls only come out at night. Oh really? So during the day, it's primarily playing a long game of King of the Hill, or King of the Log in this case. I should mention that the beetles also have very large mandibles, and males use these to bite and potentially tear legs off of other males. Honestly, when it comes to longhorn beetles, you generally don't want to make them angry, because the bites are something awful. I will never forget the time that I got bit when I was a kid. To this day, I will not haphazardly grab any longhorn beetles again. Now, on the topic of large mandibles, the females use theirs for more constructive things, like making holes in suitable wood to place their eggs. Female harlequin beetles can lay up to 20 eggs over a period of hours or days. It depends on how much wood is readily available, but the total number of eggs she can lay in her life is around 160. It can take up to two years for larvae to develop, 
but more often than not, they'll finish in under a year. Both the adults and larvae enjoy feeding on rotting wood, but the adult beetles will also feed on fungi, plant sap, and detritus like animal excrement. The adults only live for six months or so, and they tend to be more abundant during the rainy season, which will vary depending on how far south they are. For example, in Central America, the rainy season usually starts in spring, but further south in South America, the rainy season can range from December to March or January through April. Now we're going to talk about some other things that make harlequin beetles really unique. First off, these beetles contain three special fungi-killing peptides, but only one of them holds interest in the medical field. This would be aloe 3, and it's the only known insect-derived peptide with a special three-fold structure. The structure happens to make it very effective at tackling Candida glabatra, a high-mortality fungal infection found in people that have autoimmune disorders or have recently undergone an organ transplant. The fungi itself isn't actually bad. In fact, we have it already in our mouths and GI tracts. But the problem happens when they begin to overgrow. But this isn't a medical pod, so we're gonna move on. The second really unique thing about these beetles is that they act both as a flight service and a battleground for tiny pseudoscorpions. We'll cover pseudoscorpions in another episode, but just think of them for now as super small scorpions that have no tails. Now, earlier I mentioned how the beetles have an uncanny ability to find recently fallen host trees. And the small pseudoscorpion species, Cordylocernes scorpioides, happens to use the same trees for the same purposes. But there's a problem. Pseudoscorpions can't find the trees on their own. These arachnids are so small that finding a new host tree would be impossible. So instead, they rely solely on harlequin beetles to transport them. They literally climb onto the freshly emerging adults and hide underneath the beetle's elytra. It's not a joyride though. Imagine the Earth is on the brink of collapse, and there's a limited number of spacecraft getting ready to take off. You'd probably do anything to get on and stay on if you cared at all about your life. And these pseudoscorpions are no different. It's chaos before and even during the flight on the backs of many harlequin beetles, with male pseudoscorpions fighting other males for the chance to carry their genes to the next log. In fact, by the time the beetles make it to the next food source, it's mostly just pregnant pseudoscorpions that are left to colonize the new space. The last really cool thing to know about this species is that even though the beetles have been found in a variety of countries across South America and Central America up into Mexico, there is no proof that this species has further evolved and separated into genetically different insects. As far as everyone is concerned, the harlequin beetle is just one widely spread species, even across different elevations and habitats. I also haven't found any sources online talking about potentially having them as pets, and I would say it's probably incredibly difficult. But there is another beetle called the harlequin flower beetle, which can be raised and purchased online. Completely different type of beetle though. And this wraps up today's topic. A special thank you goes to Jack Forrester for being our newest Patreon member. If you love the show and would like to support it and get bonus episodes along with other content, you can find it over on patreon.com forward slash insects for fun. I hope you guys learned something cool today. And as always, please make sure to give the podcast five stars if you can on whatever platform you listen. It really helps out. 
And if you can review it on iTunes or Apple, that would be amazing. Thanks again for listening and tune in again next week.